Welcome back to the Wine About podcast. Um, I'm your host, Gabriella. I run the Instagram page, The Wine About, which I'm sure you're following, or if you're not, go follow now. And I will be giving you your weekly wine lesson. So I actually recently asked a bunch of questions on my Instagram page. And um, one of those answers became the inspiration for the episode I'm going to record today. And this episode is going to be structured a little bit differently to the previous two. It's going to be about 10 minutes long and I'm just going to get straight to the point. So someone asked, what would you recommend to someone who drinks Pinot Noir through and through? Pinot Noir is all they're going to. It's their go-to wine. And I really, really love this question because people can tend to get themselves into a bit of a wine rut. And that might be drinking the same variety like Pinot over and over again, but changing up producer. Or some people, and I've seen this before, they're just drinking the same exact wine, the same exact wine, same producer over and over again and just switched up when the vintage changes. I worked in wine retail for years and one of my favorite things about it was taking customers on a bit of a wine journey. So I would swap out their typical wine choice for something a bit different, still similar in style. Um, so say if they were picking up a Chablis, I'd recommend another high acid mineral wine. It could have been like a Muscadet or a Picpoul de Pinet. I'm sure my bosses like didn't love this because they're often like the more affordable options. So it wasn't good for like business wise, but you know, that, that, that wasn't my worry. <laughs> so let's get straight into it. And the grape in question today is Pinot Noir. And I'm going to give you three alternative varieties to drinking Pinot. Pinot Noir is a pretty magical variety. I'm a big Pinot fan myself. So it's grown almost everywhere. Uh, You name a wine producing country, Pinot Noir is grown there. Uh, There's dozens of regions throughout Australia that grow the grape, same in America, but its spiritual home is in France's Burgundy region. And entry-level Bourgogne Rouge, that's just a Pinot Noir from Burgundy, can start at around $40, so pretty pricey, and they quickly creep up in price into, you know, the hundreds, and you don't even want to know how expensive they can get. Tannins in Pinot Noir are on the low side. The acidity is fairly high, so it's a, you know, medium to light-bodied wine. Typical aromas here that you're getting in Pinot are cherry, strawberry, a lot of red fruit, pomegranate, cranberries, But, you know, all these aromas will slightly vary depending on where the Pinot Noir is coming from, what wine producing region. There could be some secondary aromas from um, how the wine has been matured. So if it was matured in oak, you might get a little bit of spice and vanilla. But enough about Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir is not stealing the show today. So leaving Pinot Noir in the dust, let's get into it. Here are the Pinot Noir lookalikes. Starting off with Menthia, M-E-N-C-I-A. Menthia. This variety is growing throughout northwest Spain and has a stronghold in Biezdo. Um, sorry, my Spanish accent is probably not the best, but the wine region of Biezdo is small and it's pretty rural. It's located in the northwestern corner of Castilla Leon and it um, touches the eastern border of Galicia. I hope you guys aren't laughing at my Spanish right now. Another Spanish region to look out for that produces Menthia is Ribera Sacra, which is just gorgeous. Go and Google Ribera Sacra right now. You have these ancient terrace vineyards on steep slopes. It's 100% worth a Google. So the best examples of this variety are coming from old vines grown in slate and schist soils, 
on very steep slopes at high altitudes. I know it's quite the combination. And you can think of Menthea as the juiciest Spanish relative of Pinot Noir, but with a bit more tannin. But what does Menthea taste like and why am I recommending it to you? So Menthea produces wines that are structurally medium-bodied. They're soft and they have rounded tannins, great acidity. When it comes to flavour, the grape variety has a high level of terpenoids. Uh, Don't worry, that's not a bad thing. Terpenoids is the name of an aroma compound and it is actually a good thing and it translates into these pretty floral aromas, bright red berries, cherries and black licorice. It's a very intriguing variety and it can produce a wine with many, many layers. So on the palate, you might pick up a bit more of a savory, peppery flavor. There's also a bit of spice and when it's grown in particular soils, It can give off a crushed gravel minerality. And I do find that a lot in the wines from Ribera Sacra. So Menthea is a great alternative to Pinot Noir and high quality Spanish examples here in Australia are most likely going to set you back around $40 to $50. So they're, they're not super affordable, but hey, it's pretty much the same price as entry level Burgundy. And you're getting entry level Burgundy for $40, where here you're getting really high quality wine for 40 so I'll just leave that up to you. <laughs> Alternatively, you can find Australian Menthea and that's going to be around the $30 mark typically and there are a few producers in South Australia, particularly around McLaren Vale that are messing around with the grape variety so if you do want to taste something local, there's definitely the option to do that as well. I ummed and ahed if I was going to include this next variety, my top three, but I just kind of bit the bullet and decided, hey, yeah, it's delicious. You'll love it if you give it a chance. And it's actually kind of known as the Pinot of Sicily. The grape grows on volcanic slopes of Mount Etna. Norelli Mascalese is the grape and it's becoming more and more popular in style every single year. The style of wine sits somewhere in between a Burgundy, which is Pinot, and a Barolo, which is made from the Nebbiolo variety. Norello Mascalese, so it's a late ripening variety. It is a red-berried fruit, wild strawberries and cherries, aromas that are often seen in Pinot Noir, which is why I selected it as my number two grape. But it's also going to give you a bit of spice like cinnamon, dried florals, herbal notes, and this kind of volcanic minerality. The wine typically, though, has more structure than a Pinot, and that is the reason why I was a little bit hesitant in including it. Norello Mascalese's tannins are quite robust, and they do need to be tamed or aged. The wine also has impressive acidity. It's high, it's refreshing, and it does help to bring balance to the wine. This is also a really good option if you want to lay something down for a few years, because it does have that structure. Your best bet for buying a Norello Mascalese wine is looking for an Etna DOC. Norello Mascalese isn't really grown outside of Sicily in any huge quantity. So commercially, look for the Etna DOC wine. I um, used to drink a lot of this particular Etna DOC and I know it's available in Australia. Um, Contera Babazali Rosso. So that is Contenera Barbozali Rosso, and that is actually under $30, and it's a very, very nice introduction to the style. You also might find that those Etna DOC wines are blended with Norello Capuccio, but I'm not going to rule those out. You should try them. They're delicious and a great alternative to Pinot Noir. A little Aussie fun fact about Norello Mascalese I thought I'd add in is the Chalmers family. 
Now, the Chalmers family are really important in the Australian wine scene for bringing in Italian varieties. And they are growing a little bit of Nerolo Mascalese. However, their first crop isn't due until 2025. And then with that being said, we probably won't actually see like commercial availability of it in wine form until like, what, 2030, I think they stated. So until then, drink up the Etna DOCs. So moving on to the last Pinot lookalike. Now I've had to throw in a French variety. So we've had Menthea from Spain, Norello Mascalese from Italy. Now it's time for Cinso. So Cinso is typically found in blends, but it can certainly be the star of its own show. Now, this variety is very important in Languedoc-Roussillon, which is, you know, southern France there. You won't see Cinso on the label. It's often blended with varieties such as Grenache and Carignan, and it helps to add softness to the wine. Cinso, on its own, when it's given the chance to be the star of its show, produces wines that are soft. They're floral-driven with red berry fruits and sweet spice. It's kind of similar to a Grenache, but without the tannin and without Grenache's high alcohol levels. And these varietal Cinsos can be really good as chilled reds. They're just downright smashable red wines. And I know the variety is French, but where I'm about to tell you to look for it is definitely not. So it's time to move to South Africa. That's right, South Africa Cinso. Now, there are a couple producers that have tried their varietal Cinsos and they have been just delicious. Craven is one and the other one is Nate Valger. Two beautiful examples of just how special this variety can be when made um, with a little bit of thought behind it and not just chucked into a blend. Poor Cinso, always blended away, never the star. Okay, maybe that's a bit dramatic, but Cinso makes some beautiful varietal wines and they're going to be a bit softer than Pinot, just something to keep in mind. There is a lot of Cinso planted throughout South Africa and that's thanks to its ability to tolerate extreme temperatures. It's really um, drought resistant, disease resistant, and it gives very, very large yields. But these days, the producers in South Africa are using old bush vine Cinso to produce a high quality, light bodied wines that are just downright delicious and deserve your time. And that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode three. Next time you're going to get your Pinot Noir, you have three options. I've given you three. Mencia, Norella Mascalese, and Varietal Sin So. Thanks, guys, for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.